1: can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo, zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter Wonderful Pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch. And the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, Wonderful Pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These Little Wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. Now
2: let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
1: All right, hour two, hour one flew by. We're in Los Angeles. Lakers hosting the T-Wolves tonight. Suns, Clippers around the corner, it's the Herd, wherever you may be and however you may be listening. Thanks for making us part of your day. Very exciting time. Next, you know, we got playoffs until June and we got the NFL Draft coming up. So big stories. The Masters, the TV ratings for the Masters were up 18% or something like that year to year and it was the highest rated golf tournament in five years. Even the Masters, when are the big ratings? Jack Nicholas at his prime, Tiger in his prime. This weekend, the Live Golfers, Brooks Kepka, Phil Mickelson made a run. Nobody's watching it for John Rom. He's a slow player. He's not a big personality. Once again, you don't have to love the reasons why guys joined Live Golf. Like you don't have to like where they took the money from. But we all watch golf. The ratings always prove it based on golfers, not the course, not the history. You go look at the masters, the ratings have fluctuated based on. Who's playing Sunday mm. with an hour and a half to go? If it's Tiger, if it's Mickelson, if it's a big hitter, they. I, I, one year of Mike, Mike Weir, Michael Weir, the, I think Canadian golfer. I could be wrong on this. Like one, and the ratings were down. It's not. It wasn't long off the mm. tee. Wasn't a big name. The Masters will give you a decent rating, but the star of the show once again: NBA playoffs, NFL. We watch for players, not for grass or the flowers or the course's history. And all these villains, villains work in sports. You can consider Phil Mickelson a villain. I think if somebody offers you $200 million, it's easy. If you've never been offered $200 million to say, I wouldn't take it. I, 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 you know, I, again, if somebody offered me 200000000 million, I'd probably take it. That's how, That changes everything. I didn't know you were a big golf guy. I got to say, you know, I was in
3: Hawaii and Easter Sunday – I didn't watch the swing of the masters, okay? Uh yeah. I watched the enti- I apologize for not being like a massive golf fan. I'm sure it was a fun event and congratulations. Well, it to wouldn't Rom. have been a
1: fun event, but Phil Mickelson and Brooks Kepka made it a fun event. I Jordan Spieth is fine. He's a great golfer. He's gonna go in and win a masters, right? Like he's a very good golfer. John Rom, a little sleepy, uh just a great golfer. Not all golfers are fascinating. Tiger was fascinating. Jack Nicklaus was. Greg Norman was. Phil Mickelson is. Brooks Kepka is. You know, it's like basketball. There are some really good players, and then there are guys that you really want to watch. Joel Embiid keeps you glued to a television set. Trey Young keeps you glued to a television set. Kevin tele- Durant <laughs> keeps me glued. Steph Curry. And so, you know, everybody in golf is like, that's oh, about the tradition. No, it's not. It's about the golfer. And that's why these guys like Kepka left, and Patrick Reed left, and, and, and Phil Mickelson left. They said, we don't want to do the grind. We deserve a bigger share of the profits. People are watching these tournaments for us. And by the way, they're more rested. Phil Mickelson never looked better in his life. God, he was in the best shape of his life. He played great. That's the best round ever for an old guy. All right, so here's my five NBA predictions going into the playing games tonight. My five, and these are way out in the limb. Number one, the Sixers will not win a second playoff series. Why do I believe that? Because they've yet to win one with Joel Embiid. I don't trust this team situationally. They have no bench scoring. So if like an Embiid got in foul trouble, they just they don't score off the bench at all. Uh, they're a bad matchup. The Celtics beat them three out of four. And the only game they beat the Celtics, Robert Williams and Jalen Brown did not play. So I think the Sixers are fun, more built for the regular season than situational postseason basketball. They will not win a second series. My second big take is health, not the opponent, will dictate the Lakers' success. LeBron and AD play just 36 games together. Playoff basketball is more physically demanding and more physical. That concerns me. AD's only played one back-to-back all season. Um, LeBron's playing great basketball, but the last time AD played a back-to-back, I thought it was like November or something. So health will unravel the Lakers, not the opposition. Number three is, I think the Suns are going to roll the Clippers. They're not only 8-0 with Kevin Durant, but their net rating for you basketball analytic mavens is 11.3. It's one of the highest net ratings in the history of the league. Uh, KD's won 25 of his last 27 games, and that counts Brooklyn, right? So the guy's a winner. Paul George is going to miss the start of the series. He hasn't played since uh, about three weeks. So I, if he does come back, you got to build up some chemistry. Uh, I think I think Phoenix going to win this thing in four or five games. Number four is the Warriors win a physical series against the Kings, and we're going to be talking a lot about officiating, because between Draymond Green and Gary Payton, it's going to be in Looney. They're going to bang on the Kings. The Kings don't like physicality. They don't play defense. This is going to be Sacramento probably wins the opener and then Steve Kerr makes it much more about physicality, wearing on them, pushing them, and they're going to get the dynasty whistle, they're going to get the veteran old guy whistle. It will be a tough series, Warriors and six, they lose the opener, but we'll be talking about officiating when the series is over. And finally, old teams will flourish. The oldest team in the NBA is Milwaukee. They're going to win the whole thing. Uh, The second oldest team in the West is the Suns. They're going to win the West. Uh, The Celtics are also a veteran team. So are the Heat. Look for the Heat to surprise people. So in the end of these young teams that we like and I like, like uh, Memphis and Cleveland and uh, T-Wolves will lose tonight and the Knicks. Old guys will flourish. There's my five NBA predictions. All right, Nick Wright joins us, co first things first. Any of those five predictions you do not like that you dismiss, that you eye roll.
4: Well, listen, I think you're underselling Philly. I would like to say, Colin, and I can only do this because you and I have such a deep, long-standing relationship. You're not exactly going out on a bunch of (laughs) limbs here, buddy. You have the Sixers losing to the higher-seeded Celtics. You're saying the Lakers' health could be a concern. You're picking the Suns, who are minus 500 to beat the Clippers. You like the Warriors over the Kings. I disagree with you, but that's chalk as well. And wait, you like the old teams, meaning the favorites. The Suns, (laughs) the Bucks, the Lakers, the Warriors. Wow! I mean, talk talk about... Old takes exposed is just (laughs) licking their chops at these chalky (laughs) predictions. Now, I will actually go out on some limbs here. Okay. So let me talk about the Sixers and the Warriors, because the rest of it I mostly agree with you. So you're right. The Sixers have never made a conference finals with Embiid. They actually have only made one conference finals since Dr. J, believe it or not, that Iverson year when they actually made all the way to the finals. So the best player in NBA history to not win a ring is a debate, something we talk about. We used to talk about the best player to never make a finals. Was that Chris Paul? But then he made one. Joel Embiid right now is the best player ever, ...to not make a conference finals. Dominique Wilkins, Bernard King are probably the other contenders. I just kind of feel like he's due. I also think that Boston record is a little misleading because Philly lost to Milwaukee and Boston in games one and two of the season and then they you're right they did lose the next two to Boston one of which came on a Jason Tatum buzzer beater that was the game where Embiid then hit the 70 footer that got waved off that would have tied it i don't i think Joel Embiid is going to be a man on a mission i also think this cuz you mentioned the heat i think it's very important oddly enough for Philly that Miami win tonight why because I think Miami could beat Boston up in the, in the first yes, round. Yes. I don't think they could beat Boston, but I think yep. they, could, they could put some wear and tear on them yeah. that Philly's not going to have to deal with in Brooklyn and make it an easier series. So that's in the East where I disagree. And in the West, somebody has to put some respect on the King's name. The number one <laughs> offense in NBA history. Yeah. Look it up. The most efficient offense in NBA history, two all-NBA-level guys in Fox and Sabonis, home court advantage against a Warriors team that finished the year with one road victory against a winning team. One all-season was against the Cavs months ago. So, well, I, I guess they also beat the Kings on the road when the Kings were resting everyone in Game 81, but real victory. So... I like the Kings' chances here. I don't think the Warriors are going to be able to flip the switch. And I do think the emotional toll of this decade and the title last year and the punch and everything. And lastly, I think there is a lot of – people are relying a lot on Andrew Wiggins to come in and change the defensive dynamic and he has not played in two months. That would concern me. So yeah. those are the kind of more you know out on a limb predictions that I will give, as yeah. opposed to Colin, <laughs> who's got his chalkboard out for this.
1: No, I I, I think the Suns are going to win the West, and I and I do believe there are too many chemistry issues with the Warriors. Now you're going to put Gary Payton, who's very vital defensively. He's going to have to play a yeah. lot, so that means you take minutes from Jordan Poole. That won't yeah. play well. Kuminga, nice knowing you. You can't play. Wiggins is in. I think chemistry's been an issue with the Warriors this year, and I think they're going to ask some of their young guys to take a seat. I don't think it'll play well in the room. I think it's going to be a hard – And that's I th- smart. I think you're right. Yeah. So I think it's going to be – I don't think this is the year. Also, I think when you go, it's hard to win back-to-back because you add 25, 30 playoff games or 25 playoff games. That's right. For an old team, they're worn down. They, they were a bad defensive team. So I will say this, though. Um, the, the Celtics are fascinating to me. Because what they basically did this year is they said, listen, we're just not going to play Robert Williams, (laughs) right? Because we need him against them, beat yacht. We're not going to play him. So they're very good, despite not really playing one of the more vital pieces. And so my takeaway is now they're going to play Robert Williams. But that means they need to get to the finals. Or they're going to have to make I think the pressure – is completely it's not on it's a little bit on Embiid, it's not on Milwaukee. I think of all the playoffs, Boston has to get to the finals. And my takeaway is I, if they don't, you've never been a fan of the Celtics. If they no, don't, what do you I do not. to change it? Because their core is well, really good. So, the
4: core is really good. I think that to me, my biggest concern if I were a Celtic fan, and thank God I wasn't born into that life. I understand they won a lot of titles <laughs> in the 80s and before, but give me a break. Uh, one title since the fall of the Berlin Wall, title town. Come on, Boston, do better. Now, to, but to the point. The big concern to me is the unknown at coach in Joe Missoula. Ime Udoka, as a coach, was outstanding. But going into the playoffs last year, that was a question. Yeah. How is he going to do in his first postseason? He did excellent. We don't know how Joe Missoula is going to do. So that concerns me. The other concerning thing, if I'm Boston, about the pressure on this year is they seem to have shopped Jalen Brown so much that he's sick of it. Now, he might make All-NBA and therefore stay. They can pay him more. I don't know. But the interview he gave to the New York Times, the interview he gave to the Ringer, made it seem like he's not in love with living in Boston and he's not in love with the fact that in three consecutive off-seasons they have made it clear That Jason Tatum is untouchable and Jalen Brown is very touchable. And it bothered him. And so for those reasons, I think it is critical that they have another deep playoff run. I do think the most pressure, however, in the East is on Philly because they've never been to a conference finals, let alone a finals. And there are those odd murmurs that James Harden might leave and go back to Houston. Now, I don't totally understand that, but that seems to be out in the ethos, if you will, and, or in the ecosystem, I should say, And if they flame out in the postseason, it could be a tough offseason for Philadelphia. And, you know, I'm sure they would try to trade for Dame and remake the team that way. But I think the most pressures on Philly, I think the most interesting team is Boston because of the looming Jalen Brown, does he
1: want to be there question. So we got into this yesterday and it was Jay Mack and I talked about this is that there are players that um, their legacy is formed, and it doesn't matter if they win. And, and one of them is Kevin Durant. And, and I think Kevin Durant, takeout centers, is one of the 12 best players I've seen. I think he's a significantly better yeah. version than a great player, Dirk Nowitzki. It's formed. Yeah. I do not believe, and my takeaway is, if Durant won a title with Phoenix, and I think they certainly can, probably won't, but certainly can, I think they'll win the West. Who does he jump? Who does he leap? And yesterday, J. mac said Kobe. I said no. It's not going to be Kobe. He's not there yet with Kobe. Um, so I'll ask you. I do think. Yeah. Um, I do think. Like take Patrick Mahomes. If he won the next three Super Bowls, then he probably we put him over Brady, right? Right. So he's yeah. not fully formed. He's a Hall of Famer. He's not fully formed. I feel like Durant. I would just say plug and play. Best player on one of the great teams, a little brittle, and a bit of a wander. Nothing's going to change with a title if he
2: wins. Well,
1: you,
4: where would he leap? Who would he go I, over? I. De- all right, so let's. All right, so let's just. I don't have it in front of me, but luckily I have it memorized. Let's just do the list real quick. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. So we have LeBron one, Kareem two, Jordan three. Yeah, mm. I said it. I believe it. Look up the numbers. Number four is Magic Johnson. Number five, Bill Russell. Number six, Will. He's not leaping any of them. Number seven, Tim Duncan. He's not yet. Bill Russell, 11 rings, J-Mac, 21-0 in elimination games, greatest defensive player ever. Put some respect on the 1960s. It was an important time in the NBA. I'm going to keep going. Number, uh, we're doing all of NBA history. we are just doing the last 25 years. What? I'm giving you the list. Number, are. Uh, you, right, you know what? We'll just do the last 50 years. I'll start over from Kareem to now. It'll make it easier. Okay. You got LeBron one, Kareem two, Jordan three, Magic four, not leaping them. Yeah. Duncan five, Kobe six. I don't think he's leaping them. Now it gets interesting. Steph Curry. Bird, se- Bird se- hold on, my list, not yours. Bird seven, <laughs> Akeem eight. Shaq 9, Steph 10, Dr. J 11, now they're, they're. Moses 12, okay. Durant 13. Okay. That's so, how I would have it. Okay. With a title,
1: le- Colin. Does he leap Dr. Go J? Go ahead. Does he leap Dr. Yes. J? Yes. Okay, so yes, that, that's the guy. Exactly right. Okay, so that's the guy. He, he,
4: and, and he maybe already has passed Moses, some would argue. That's very, very close. Yeah. But he's behind Dr. J in my opinion. He leaps, so he leaps, he leaps Dr. J with a title. The he and Steph conversation becomes interesting again, and then the question is, are both of them eventually going to supplant Shaq and Akeem? And next up would be Bird. If we just did forwards... What does Kevin Durant need to do to pass Larry Bird? Because Bird also, by the way, his overall counting stats are not that great because he didn't play that long. Durant's played a very long time, but he's dealt with a lot of injuries the last half decade. I think Durant's ceiling is one day supplanting Bird, but he probably needs not just another title but another couple great healthy seasons
1: to do it. Yeah.
4: I don't know if he's getting there. And so that that's how I would break it down.
1: Okay, hey, by the way, so the Lakers start tonight. They'll beat the T-Wolves though I would take the points. It'll 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 be 6-7 points. And my my guess, you yeah, know, I, I know a lot of people think they're going now but the market's going crazy on the Lakers. The line goes up. Dad, that feels like too many casuals jumping in. I'm going to go with the points with Atlanta. Oh, casuals.
4: Okay. <laughs> casuals. just throwing out casuals.
1: Well, here's some non-casual info for you. Okay. In the
4: 12 all-time playoff games, okay. favorites are 11-1 straight up, 8-4 okay. against the spread. Also, you, can, you guys can fact-check me on this, but LeBron James... Greatest play-in player ever, maybe has a triple-double, hit a game-winner over Steph Curry in the play-in with one eye, if you remember that glorious moment a couple years ago. That was on one leg with one eye, hit a game-winner. And Minnesota right now is without their defensive anchor, who I don't think really helps them that much, but he does give LeBron a bit of trouble. Okay, Their best perimeter defender and their backup center. So Carl Anthony Towns, who if you remember last year's play-in, fouled out of the play-in, and last year's playoffs had five fouls in three of the six games, I would imagine will instantly be in foul trouble. I think the Timberwolves are in disarray. I do like the Lakers laying even the eight points you'd have to lay. I'd be shocked if they lose. But go ahead. I
1: didn't let you ask your question, well, but I just wanted to give that information. So, I, again, I let's go back to the fully formed um, – reputation and and so most players legacies aren't fully formed if they're in their 20s once you get to your 30s yes i don't think la once lebron won in the bubble this was his mogul stage he wanted double his net worth he did he got but sure. none of this matters to lebron um i mean give me a break like michael jordan's last couple of years in washington were a tire fire nobody holds it against him nobody cares oh, Nobody. 20 years in washington's been pretty bad
4: I uh, yes, I mean, owner is still in the league. Michael Jordan's still <laughs> writing that legacy, the worst owner ever. But uh, I think what you're calling LeBron's legacy can't go backwards, but it certainly can take a big leap forward. How? That's inarguable. They win the title. He wins the title in year 20 as the best player, the second best player. LeBron is going to make an all NBA team this year, Colin. That will be his 19th. Bird and Magic have 20 combined Jordan had 11 total he's about to have 19 prior to this year the most points per game in a in a year 20 season was 17 by Kobe when he shot 35 percent LeBron said 29 on 50 percent game 82 he had another 35 point game that puts all of NBA history in year 20 35-point games, LeBron, 14, rest of the league combined, three. If they win the title, are you kidding me what it means for his legacy? What it, I mean, you might say, well, he's already the greatest player ever. Well, some people disagree with that. And he needs to create a legacy that in 60 years from now, when people bring him up and they're doing lists, the JMAC of 60 years from now doesn't scoff. Disrespecting Bill Russell like that? How dare you, JMac? When you talk boxing, well, can I bring up Muhammad Ali? That was the same era. It's outrageous.
1: Well, yeah, I, we're going to disagree. I think I think I look at LeBron James, and my takeaway is um, LeBron James uh, does more things well than any player in the history of the sport, and it's not particularly close. Greatest is very subjective. Eras, times, styles, rules. But he does more things well. Mahomes does more things well than Brady. That is inarguable. Inarguable. Now, yeah. production, Tom's the greatest. But you can't argue. Mahomes can do anything. Arm angles, run, deep, underneath. There's, there's nothing close. And yeah. LeBron, it's not close. He's a better... He's a stronger player than Michael. He's a better distributor. Bigger,
4: stronger, faster. Everything. Bigger, stronger, faster, more durable, more versatile. Everything. Did it with all different coaches. Did it with all different teammates. Did it with all different different styles of play. You are correct, Colin. However, there are folks that are obsessed with counting these rings. And if LeBron gets one more, I think it certainly helps the case. I do believe that. And, by the way, I think they're going to do it. I don't think right the Lakers have been the best team in the West <laughs> oh boy. since uh, the, the all-star break, and I think the Eastern Conference playoffs, everyone's gonna beat each other up. I really I really like this Lakers team. I like what they're doing, and I think they're positioned really, really well.
1: You you have a little bit of a bitcoin bro thing with LeBron where it doesn't matter how often it plunges. Mean? You still at your core believe bitcoin in 20 years How long? it doesn't How long? just to the floor your okay. your belief in them is so strong in lebron that if if lebron rolls an ankle tonight you will somehow, and yeah. I say this, I, I, there's part of you that I love, that your belief system, yeah. it, you're so deeply, you don't have any inauthentic. You. Well, you know, Colin, there are certain things <laughs> that
4: if just, you know, you've only been right about for the entirety of your professional career, why stop now? I'm old enough to remember everyone abandoning LeBron James after he had a mediocre series against the Dallas Mavericks. Some of us said, eh. I think he's going to rebound. And then he made seven consecutive NBA finals. (laughs) I remember coming on your show in 2016 when I had a shaved head and not even a full-grown beard. And you were like, listen, there's no shame in LeBron losing to the Warriors. Steph's changed the game. This is the greatest team ever. And I sat on that couch and I said, "Eh, if anyone can come back from 3-1 down, I think it's that guy. And then he did. And then oh, and so you know what? Oh, he goes. He's going to the Lakers because he wants to make movies. And then by year two, he's hoisting the trophy (laughs) with zero home games. Only guy ever to do that in the past, present, or future. So yeah, I'll keep. I'll keep making this same bet. It's worked out more often than it
1: hasn't. Nick Wright. First things first. The relentless loyalty to his belief system, which I love so much good seeing you take integrity colin you could (laughs)
4: learn something from me i don't say that often talk to you later integrity
1: i love that term that's a hoodie i gotta put that on a hoodie take integrity no i i say this about the bitcoin bros i i always thought cryptocurrency at some time in my life uh could the dollar be replaced yeah maybe but there's no centralized bank that would embrace bitcoin unregulated security i'm gonna say no to it but the people that believe in it are you can't move them off it? It doesn't matter. They could plunge, they could move back up, it could plunge, they could lose all their money again. Take integrity. People that absolutely believe something to be true. And uh, Nick on the LeBron stuff has mostly been right.
3: Hey, did you hear his Julius Julius Irving Kevin Durante? No. That, I didn't listen. I've heard some Nick I haven't that's heard all a, of a That's a very good argument. That's one of the worst arguments I've heard in the history of basketball. I literally just looked up. Kevin Durant hasn't beat in every single department. Uh, finals, MVPs, first-team All-NBA, play all-star all games, if that's worth anything, scoring leader. Dr. J has nothing on Kevin Durant well, other than an iconic dunk over Michael Cooper well, in one game. Like, come on. Well, like, go- that is insanity.
1: Well, no, Dr. J was, um, oh. <clears throat> you got to be realistic. Yeah. In the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame. Certainly. It's not like the NFL Hall of Fame. They count everything. Yeah, Officials ABA? are in it. Dr. J was the best player in a very good ABA. Oh, how good was the ABA? I mean, I wasn't born yet, but I'm sure Um, it wasn't full
3: with plumbers and off-duty firefighters playing against Dr. J and getting dunked on.
1: Guys came from the ABA. Dan Issel— Dr. J, yeah, a handful of and, really and good guys. led the NBA, led NBA teams for years. ABA had ballers, uh, of course. There's now, a great, a handful. There's a, the G League has a couple really no, good players right now. no. The G League doesn't have a Dr. J or a Dan Issel or an know, artist Gilmore. Some guy, Gilmore.
3: Just, some guy uh, kid Lofton just had 42 points in game
1: seven oh. uh, or a game 82 of the yeah, season. Yeah, just I'm sure 42. he's the next artist Gilmore. Yeah. No, the ABA. So, Doctor J was the best player. He was an awesome, transcendent
3: player. He's no, not no. better than Kevin Durant. He in was the, the of Michael Jordan of the ABA. A dunking
1: machine. Well, and a dominating player. Okay. and then then so he gave up years in that league. Then he wa- it's like Warren Moon was by far and away the greatest CFL player ever. He gave up like how many years? Six years. Came to the NFL. Like if you added Warren Moon's CFL stats, like some of them to the NFL. I think we'd think uh-huh. he's already a Hall of Famer. So, Dr. J, you've got to be he's fair about awesome. it. Awesome. Awesome
3: player. Top 20 all time. But not better than Kevin Durant. By the way, is the ABA the league where they have the images of guys smoking cigarettes at halftime? and no, With the whiskey on the… That's on the, not the that's same. Okay. I, thought, I wasn't sure if it was ABA no, or had, they 70s. They have a NBA. tri-colored
1: basketball with some of the most colorful <laughs> players in league history.
3: I'm sure it was an awesome league. Kevin Durant would have scored 90 points a game in the ABA in the late 60s, 70s. Come on. Dr. J on no planet is better than Kevin Durant.
1: Well, thank uh, you for agreeing with me. Thank no, you. No, I think it's very, very close. I do. Now again, I just saw somebody in a grocery store yesterday, a professional gambler who's from Philly, and I said I I fell in <laughs> love with the NBA, and Dr. J was the first iconic star, first shoe deal that I remember. It was Converse, and his game and his style. So I think I think Dr. J and Durant are similar. Oh, I think they're very now, now, now. It's very easy if you didn't grow up with Dr. J to not recognize his brilliance and in his impact he empowered. Listen, Philadelphia doesn't win a lot of NBA championships. He was working with a lot of diff, Steve Mix, and I, I'm trying to think of that team: George McGinnis, Steve was Mix, Mo Cheeks on that team. Um, the, the Philadelphia had that was Billy Cunningham was the coach. There was a Andrew Tony. Mo, I forget who all played together. Steve Mix, uh. There was, uh, they had a defensive forward, uh, Caldwell Bobby Jones. Jones, Bobby oh, Joel, J- no. Jones, yeah, yeah, yeah Caldwell yeah. Jones. It was a lot of different play. I grew yeah. up, Sixers were great when I was a kid in the seventies. Irving was incredible, and he was Kevin the best Durant player. Is. A better basketball player.
3: And that's not slander of Dr. J. Because I know all these pl- 50 and over guys are going to come at me on social
1: media now. Why do you hate Dr. No, J? No, no, but you are ripping the ABA. And I make fun of like second tier leagues. The ABA was legit. Of
3: course it was. I'm like, sure it was. Multiple
1: but... guys came out of that league and starred in the NBA. Yeah, that's going uh, uh, not, not, to not like happen. Not like good players. Great players. They, they were. It was a wild league. You're not giving props. Folks beat up on him for oh, that ABA here take. Go. Here we go. ABA was good. I'm sure I mean it I didn't was. see it on television, but I've watched docs on it and I mean you can go look at the, 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 the players that came out of that league. They're like dudes everywhere,
0: all stars. One more herd. The herd streams twenty-four hours a day, seven days a
2: week within the iHeartRadio app. Search herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like.
5: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret.
1: Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours.
2: Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. time. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.
1: Daring, s- safe, stylish, sporty. The 2023 sedan family checks everything. Check it out, MBUSA.com. Eight new distinctive models, MBUSA.com. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news.
2: This is the Herdline News.
3: Big trade in the NFL just went down, Colin. What? The Detroit Lions are dealing Jeff Okuda to the Falcons for a fifth-round pick. Okuda was the third overall pick in 2020 coming out of Ohio State. He little, had a bad injury. A little bit of a bust. I, I used to call guys bust, but I, that's harsh. You know, he okay. had an injury. All right. He was thrust into a starting role as, like, an undersized corner. Really good college football player. He's going to go to Atlanta. they they got some decent cornerbacks there. But that, we don't know
1: what he's going to be. That changes my mock draft yes. because I had them taking a corner, so I'm going to have to revisit my one and only mock draft.
3: Well, the Lions kind of telegraphed this in the offseason. They went and picked up Cam Sutton Good from player. Pittsburgh. Good player. They picked up Mosley, I believe, from the 49ers, and then C.J. Gardner-Johnson to be in the slot, who was a free agent with the Eagles, I believe, last so year. So they don't – They don't well, do they need another cornerback? No. You would think not.
1: Detroit needs an interior rush. So, it, will Jalen Carter be if there Jaylen with If Jalen Carter dropped, they will take him. Okay. Well, so, w- there's some chatter. And again, it's just chatter
3: draft season. Will Anderson of Alabama could be dropping a little bit. What if Will Anderson was opposite Aiden Hutchinson? That, yeah, that's but a is nasty. Is going to
1: drop? What do they pick? Eight or seven? I Where, think they're fifth or sixth. No, Seattle's five. So, they must be. Is, they're sixth. Yeah, you know, I could see Will Anderson drop to six. Because, Will Anderson well, and Aiden
3: Hutchinson? That's pretty dang good to chase the quarterback. And what quarterbacks are you chasing? Kirk Cousins? I've got to tell
1: you something. Detroit, in the last two or three years, is doing a a really bad job of retaining their goofy role. In the history, <laughs> the, they, they, they've been a goofy, dysfunctional, chaotic mess. And i got to be honest with you. I know they didn't make the playoffs, but the last couple of drafts and the last couple of years... Like Detroit knows what they're
3: doing. If Aaron Rodgers leads for the Jets and Lamar doesn't come to the NFC, there's a case the Lions might be the third best team in the conference after the Eagles and Niners?
1: Well, first of all, Jared Goff is somewhere in the top 10, 12 quarterback. They're O-Lines, top five in the league. Uh, Sorry, top 10 quarterback where? NFC or league? League? God, you guys. Jared Goff, top 10 in the NFL? He's been to a Super Bowl. Is that the requirement? Did and you see you started did, in the Super Bowl? No, I mean, did you see his his home splits? Now we know what he's not. He's not good in the muddy pocket. He's not going to do off script with that offensive line. He's not rushed that often. He's got time to throw. Ben Johnson's a great OC. Uh, Jared Goff is is he was a number one pick. There's something there, but we, we you know what he is. Everybody loves C.J. Stroud. You know his comp is. His comp is Jared Goff. So if you're selling me on how great C.J. Stroud is, I think Jared Goff is a better version of C.J. Stroud. I think he throws an even prettier ball. It's amazing. We all all love new, so everybody loves C.J. Stroud. Well, Goff's his comp, and I think Goff throws one of the nicest balls in the league when he has time to set and throw. He's Matt Ryan with a better arm, and that's the knock on Matt Ryan. He doesn't have much. You're not going to get anything off script with a Matt Ryan or a Goff. But if you give Goff time, which with the Lions O-line they have, his home splits last year were insane. When he was at home with good weather and time to throw, he was one of the best quarterbacks in the league last year.
3: The problem is they play in a division where you have to go
1: outdoors to Chicago and well, Green Bay. but not Minnesota. He, he did do well outdoors this past season. I bet against him again, a couple times that he delivered. If they play Chicago in September, scratch that off as a cold weather game. Is it a 10-11 win team? Yeah, I think they're a 10-win team. But it's funny. Most of my life, I mean, almost all of it, they've been a circus. They've had two or three really like, good drafts in a row. Three of the worst teams in the league over the this century. Detroit Lions, yeah. New York Jets, but I gotta tell you Cleveland something. Browns. I gotta tell you something. They kind of act like they know what they're doing now. They've hit on some coaches, they've hit on a lot of draft picks. Dan Campbell? I mean not bad. Does anybody in the league play harder for their coach? Not many. <laughs> I mean, they that's, play They play hard. That's a good they're point. flawed, but they play, and they still have, again, their defense is atrocious, so they're a work in progress, but they have, they have clearly stemmed their secondary issues. That's not even a debate. They've upgraded massively in free agency. Now, this next story, I'm surprised you didn't open
3: the show with it. Cliff Kingsbury, your guy, is yeah. back, yeah. and he's at USC, joining Lincoln Riley's staff as a senior offensive analyst. Brilliant. Boy, that's quite a
1: fall. Head coach in the NFL to senior offensive analyst? First of all, he doesn't need the money, and he and Lincoln are guys. They're friends. So here's the thing. How many great college football coaches are there? Great. Seven, eight, nine. There's 130 programs. There's maybe eight great college football coaches. How many great NFL coaches are there? Six. Great. Seven, maybe. Okay. 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 The rest of the league is good coaches. They're just not good head coaches. That's kind of a presidential. So a lot of good politicians. Well, not really, but very few that can be president. <laughs> Cliff Kingsbury's a good coach. He's not a good head coach. That's not what he is. He, that He's not built for that at this point in his life. But is he a good coach? Yeah. If you ask players and not quarterbacks, they're like, yeah, he's fantastic. But this idea that, well... I mean, Lincoln Riley is a great coach, head coach. Dabo Sweeney, Nick Saban, Chris Peterson was at Washington, um, Jim Harbaugh. Brian uh, LSU, what's it, Brian, uh, Kelly. Brian Kelly? There's about seven guys you're like, they win everywhere. Most, but remember, every staff has 14 coaches, 15 coaches. So 1%, no, no, no less than 1%, less than half of 1% of college football coaches are proven to be great head coaches. Doesn't mean you can't coach. There's great coordinators all over sports. So he's a great coach. Just not really, has not succeeded as a head coach. You know what
3: I love about this? So he could have basically had this job anywhere. Remember, there was a lot of talk, do the Patriots, do the Patriots go get Cliff Kingsbury? Colin, he's going to live in LA and he's going to work with, oh, by the way, maybe the best quarterback prospect to come out since Trevor Lawrence. There's there's a a no-lose situation for Cliff Kingsbury. Unless you think the quarterback falls off a cliff at USC. He's probably going to be the number one pick. This is a huge victory for Cliff Kingsbury. That's smart picking your job. That's a really good job by him. He could have tried to salvage some quarterback somewhere. No thanks. I'll go work with uh, Caleb at USC.
1: How did Oklahoma do this year without Lincoln? What were Uh, they, seven and six? Seven and six? They were tough, though. I hear Norman, Oklahoma is lovely this time of year. Well, you know what, what it, in the time of year that matters, the fall, they're not very good at football anymore. I wonder what happened. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Making enemies everywhere. All right, we'll wrap up with, uh,
3: there's a handful of wide receiver prospects in this draft. But according to executive director of the Senior Bowl, Jim Nagy, they aren't expected to fly off the board in the first round? Apparently, numerous teams have told Nagy only one receiver with a first-round grade is Ohio State's Jackson Smith Najigba. Yeah, he's great. So, Quentin Johnson of TCU, the big kid, 6'4", no first-round grade. Jordan
1: Addison, your guy, USC. Well, I I love Jordan Addison. Uh, If he was the first player taken in the second round, great route runner, open a lot. I mean, again, really good player. But doesn't have breakaway speed, is not big. So... I, I, I like, for instance, uh, Jordan Addison. Not breakaway speed. Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers tiny. He's tiny. Uh, uh, like TCU it. receivers. I'm a little, little, little leery on. Josh Downs is a good player, but probably a second round guy. Hyatt start. was a stud at Tennessee this I mean, year. I mean, I like, like, a a, lot I like lot of all these guys, but I think, I think the Ohio State kid is the most talented of all those. So it's interesting. I did
3: look up the gambling odds. Two and a half is the total number of receivers in the
1: first round. You going oh, over? or the under. under under you well be because, three because two teams like the Chargers need a tight end and the Cowboys there's three teams that want a tight end so for the teams looking for weapons a lot of them need and I think B. John Robinson is going to get picked in the first round no. so for the teams looking to be better offensively the two tight ends minimum are going one star running back I think I think you're going to have two receivers drafted in the first round I bet the under on that mm. I'll
3: take the other side Flowers
1: is really good but tiny
3: We've seen tiny receivers excel. I mean, Devontae Smith goes to the Eagles. He was, what, like well,
1: A well, Tiny guy. He's thin. He's not tiny, He's just thin.
3: He had a billion catches, like, in his first two years. Like, you need receivers in this league. It's an offensive passing league. Jordan Addison will go first round. Late first. Whatever. He's going
1: first round. Like, he's good. j Mack with the news. Well, that's the news.
0: And
5: thanks for stopping by.
1: The Herd Live To gain visibility and control over your financials, inventory, e-commerce, and more, take advantage of special financing, no payments, six months, no interest, six months. NetSuite by Oracle. Go to netsuite.com slash herd.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of
2: The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app.
5: That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24 7 customer support for worry free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
0: Attention, all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MLB
3: this weekend Christian Yelich and the Brewers, Manny Machado and the Padres.
1: It all starts at 4 Eastern on FS1 and the Fox Sports app. Have you heard about this new S2? This new, um, the new Wonderlic. It's called the S2. It's a 40-yard dash for your brain. The Wonderlick was always a test. People got kind of sensitive about it. It, it. it showed red flags. If somebody scored really low, bit of a red flag, but it didn't mean you were a great or, or, or a, a bad football player. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick had the highest wonderlick ever. Is he a great quarterback? they have a new test called the S2 test where basically it's, can you process stuff quickly? Can you figure stuff out quickly? Drew Brees, by the way, average Wonderlick, great S2 score. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, through the roof, S2 score. Uh, which is, I've said this often about when you watch Mahomes play, I'm not blown away by his size. He's got a good arm. I think Josh Allen's got a great arm. His ability to see something, deliver the ball to something, cognitively, Mahomes is like Bizarrely quick upstairs, like bizarrely. So the story is Bryce Young has tested very high for this, the highest in this draft class last year. By the way, Brock Purdy, seventh round, was the highest testing quarterback S2 score. So Purdy functional, gets stuff upstairs quickly. The wonderlick could get, was a red flag. Like ooh, this is a this is a low score. A little bit of a red flag. But it I always said about the Wonder League. It was something, it wasn't everything. The S two, according to the stories today, Bryce Young tests through the roof with the S two, and that's a big deal. It's a 40 yard dash for the brain. Increasingly fewer huddles, get more from the sidelines, have to read the defense. And I and I and by the way, Burrow also tests very well on S two. Have have you looked into this test at all? It's pretty
3: awesome, Cowherd.
1: Uh, I heard about this from Daniel
3: Jeremiah a couple weeks ago. I was texting him about it, and he's like, so six shapes will pop up on a screen, and you have to quickly identify which one is different. And it's like a good thing to process your brain, just like reading defenses. So naturally, I asked him, can I give this to my kids to see if they can uh, understand sports? And he's like, go for it. Haven't done that yet. Is it online? It is, yeah. The website's awesome.
2: Awesome. Hour three next.